Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Guys, another Netflix show I'm obsessing over is too hot to handle and I have Rhonda on the show today. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. Thank you for having me. Of course. We we have a lot to get to. If you guys haven't seen Too Hot to Handle yet, you you must watch it. It's a mix of of a lot of shows in one. Um and I don't even think probably when you signed on for the show, you didn't even really know what it was going to be. Absolutely not. I did not know what it was going to be. They just said, "Hey, we're going to take you in an exotic place." With a chance to win 100K, are you interested? And I said, I'm a single mother working my butt off and I have bills to pay. So sure, absolutely. And then when we got there, they were like, oh, yeah. Like two days later, they were like, the ball dropped. Where were you? Can you say? Mexico. Mexico. Okay, so you guys are all in Mexico. You're at this beautiful retreat. All these really excessively hot people are entering and it seemed like at the beginning it was just like oh you're hot let's hang out maybe hook up great win some money yeah it was just kind of like we were all so in shock like we were all just so grateful to be there and then when we saw everybody we were like wow y'all are all really cute and hot <laughs> and fit like I mean you saw it all the guys had like abs of- abs for days yeah bodies like crazy and I'm like where did you find these people in a magazine so it was just ridiculous well and it's especially cool because it's people from all over the world so you've got hot accents and oh yeah I mean way to add that in (laughs) smart they're smart they're smart (laughs) I am curious about kind of what your life was like before going on this show I like to know who you were and, and whether you had issues with dating and that's why you went on this thing Oh, yeah. So, well, before the show, I was a full-time restaurant manager mm-hmm. working like 60 hours a week. Um, I had my son full-time because his dad stayed, you know, in another state. And literally, I was like, the last relationship I was in was my child's father. And that was like over a year ago before I did the show. Okay. So I was single for about a year and I was like on and off um, with a guy that I knew, not like dating, but just like talking to on and off kind of getting to know and we just became friends and from there it just never went anywhere so it was just it was really kind of hard trying to balance all those things kind of being a single parent per se and then working and trying to date and mingle it just never really mixed so that was definitely an opportunity for me to like take some time and like get to know some people and then were you spotted via I don't know DM or something how did you get found for this I feel like they found me on Instagram I my slow self forgot that I made another Instagram with just like professional pictures and so it's crazy because I just looked at it maybe a few days before or after the show aired and I found it and then I saw all these casting places Mm. following me and I was like this is probably where they got me from well isn't it fun are you based in Atlanta yes I am so also love is blind I think was out of Atlanta you could have also gone on that show too yeah to be honest I got an offer from the bachelor and an offer for the circle and I turned them both down because I wasn't that 
like it wasn't interesting enough to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I, I don't know, like, I don't know if they would have told me about love is blind, if I would have been interested in doing it because everything kind of laid out so perfectly for the show that I did um, for too hot to handle. It just made more sense for me to do that because one, I was like, okay, well, if you're going to have me away for a month, like how am I going to be getting by with work, money, stuff like that. So there's a lot of factors to consider. Yeah. You needed something where there was a potential to, to come out with some monies, make it worthwhile. Right. right. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm looking for a husband. <laughs> Unless it happens and then we're lucky, maybe. Right. Well, okay. So so you're in Mexico. A bunch of people walk down to this beach. And uh, as we said, everyone is hot. I guess male and female. Was there anyone that you thought was like, holy crap, exceptionally beautiful? Well, besides myself. <laughs> yes, I was just going to say besides you. <laughs> literally, everybody was... Um, there was no one I thought there that I was like, oh, they don't really blend in with us in our, our mix. <laughs> but you know how you may say someone's like, oh, I think she's cute. But then when you get to know them, you're like, oh, she's really pretty. Like, I don't know, like personality and the way people act kind of mesh with me when I look at someone's appearance. Because if you're an ugly person, you get less attractive right, to me, right. whether you're a girl or a guy. So like, believe it or not, me, Haley, Francesca, all of us were all cool in the beginning. And then once personality started to come out, that's where the divide started to happen. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I were standing on that beach, obviously Francesca walks in and I'm like, okay, hello, that's happening. I definitely thought she was beautiful. Yeah. But then she kind of like mugged us all off. Like she didn't even talk to us, the girls in the beginning. And we're like, hey, like, you know, I do. I have questions about that. But but let's just say from the beginning, do you think Sharon was someone that you were most interested in or were you were open to, to everyone? So first walking in, my mind was open because I didn't know what it was about. So I was like, it's a chance to win money. This might be some, you know, warrior challenges, real world challenges where we're like living in a house together and then we go do challenges and come back. Right. So it's not like I assumed to come up there and start dating. My whole point of going up there was to come back with 100K because I'm very competitive. So when the premise kind of changed and I kind of got to know what it was about, the initial connection started with me and Sharon first. Yeah. And the way I, being in a house with people, it's very hard to date around in a house. Of full course. Of the same, like the people. So it's like, if you're in the real world, you can date other people and the guy won't be affected because he doesn't see it. You know, you do your own thing. But being in the house, it's like, once you build a connection with someone, in my mind, it's disrespectful to go and start building another connection with someone else. And then now I'm stuck in between trying to figure out who I like more when I knew that house was filled with amazing people. Did you guys, as, as the process was going, at least when you figured out what the rules were like, did you think, oh, a person that's coupled up at the end of this will get all the money? I feel like that's what everyone thought it was going to be. Well, to be honest, I was kind of just open about it. I didn't know what to think. At first, when we were doing the challenges, I was like, hold up. Like, I feel like they're trying to, they're trying to start stuff. Like, you know, you put me with David when you know Sharon likes me and things like that. But then after I realized what was going on, I was like, okay, this is all about like learning a lesson. They're trying to like personal growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personal growth, all that. So I was like, okay, I get it. Um, but it, yeah, it was definitely a scary process because it's like it kept saying untitled dating show, but I was like, bro, I'm not I'm not trying to be on a dating show. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it just happened though. Like my whole goal was not to go up there and find someone, but the connections built. And so I just let things take its course. 
Well, okay, so we do have some Facebook questions. One of them is from Shelby Nake, who said, you obviously had a great friendship with David. Did you ever actually feel a spark or was that more of just like a friend zone kind of situation? So with David, um, we've definitely had a lot of moments together where we talked, Mm -hmm. but the initial conversations we had, there was no spark. So it was more just like, oh, I'm getting to know everybody. I'm being open. Like literally we were all kind of just like going into different parts of the house, talking to people, like kind of like a, what's it called? Like a speed dating. Like speed but, dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're all, but we were all just like, oh, we want to get to know everybody. Everybody's so pretty. This is such a fun experience. Let's enjoy it. And like I said, the connection started with Sharon because we had like a very serious conversation, like straight off the bat. I see. And then they started to build a really good friendship. So then I was like, in my mind, I was like, David can't be anything but a friend. Yeah. Well, I feel like there was so much going on that we, I mean, obviously didn't see. There's only so much you can put in. Did we miss anything from the show that you wished had been seen? Anything like that? If I could really say what I wanted, I would. But oh, okay. um, <laughs> what I would say is only thing I wish people saw more of is the relationships between everybody. You mean the cast members, not just you and Sharon kind of thing? Yes. Yes. Okay. So they heightened the, of course, they showed the main parts of where everybody started to build a connection. If you didn't, they just, you know, it didn't have that focus. But um, I've been talking so much, I throw my own self off. <laughs> <laughs> we saw so few moments with you and Sharon, or, or even when we saw most couples, it was just like they were hanging out on a bed, you know, talking. Like, did you guys mm-hmm. get to, I don't know, like cook together or fun things like that? No, we had a private chef and he's amazing. Oh, (laughs) no. But, um, you know, our rewards for, you know, personal growth and growing as people was what you guys saw. That's what they showed. The only thing they didn't show much of is the connections, like I said, because I know a lot of people are like, why were you in bed with Harry that day? And I'm like, believe it or not, Harry's like my little brother. And we used to talk about a lot of stuff because at one point he was kind of isolated from everybody. So I was like, what is going on? Like ever since you started talking to this girl, like you're just different. You're not your bubbly, goofy, you know what I mean? So it was, it was just a moment where like me, Francesca, Chloe, Nicole, all of us were close. We had a little girl code. We made like, you know, a big bond and then it fell off. So it's like, we weren't able, people weren't able to see all the ins and outs. So I just feel like that would have benefited more from the story if people could see the in-betweens of the big connections. We really only saw, the only, I guess, tiff or whatever that we saw was between Francesca and Chloe. Other than that, it seemed like everyone was was pretty cool with each other. So, I, yeah, I mean, there's just so much you don't know. You don't see. Yeah. I mean, me and Haley got into it once, so that was about it. I mean... Haley was the girl that was um, the blonde... Yeah. Well, she got into it with everyone. I feel like she hated the whole experience. She did. She did. And to this day, she's like, if you watch the reunion, she's like, her reunion is so funny. She's like, this show is about personal growth. And that's just not something that I can do. Like, I just can't do that. (laughs) I saw that and I was like, well, hey. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if everyone got in some sort of tiff with her. (laughs) It's so funny. Yeah, literally. Uh, Well, in general, what did you guys do all day was it just like tanning and (coughs) hanging out and swimming and stuff basically (laughs) oh I mean rough life but also sounds kind of boring 
I mean, it was, but it wasn't because one, it's like you're with new people. So you have that excitement. You have no phone, no TV, no radio. So you have no distractions. Yes. You build the connection because there's nothing to distract you. So we had a pool, we had a jacuzzi, we had the beach, we had the field and we had chefs cooking us breakfast, lunch and dinner. And then at night, you know, sometimes we'll have a little music. So it was basically just like us living a, like a free vacation for a month, but already being in isolation like we are now. <laughs> I mean, you, you had practice before anyone did. We did. And you have we practice did. with like lack of temptation and sexual mm-hmm. contact. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's crazy. I've seen so many posts like 2020 is in the trash. I hate 2020. 2020 is over. And I'm like, 2020 has been my best year ever. I love 2020. 2020 has given me so much wealth, so much knowledge, so much everything. So you can focus on everything you've always wanted to do. We're all getting personal growth right now. Yeah, but no one's thinking about it. They're just like, I want to go outside. I just want to go on a date and that, 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 that. To do what? Well, Jennifer Davis, actually, I love this question. How annoying were those microphones on the show? They looked like super long, awkward cord necklaces. <laughs> they were okay because they definitely were around our waist too. Okay. Um, it was, it's just funny because... You forget about the other cameras. Those ones, though, it, it started to feel like a necklace, but like, uh, it's just like you always got to take it off. It's like a part of your outfit. And sometimes it messed up the outfit and I was irritated by it. I was like, Ugh, can we just like put this on somewhere? Were y'all just like sharing swimsuits all the time? Well, believe it or not, we had a crap ton. And then I believe it. <laughs> they sent us another like suitcase full. And so, yeah, we were like rotating them out because oh, nice. we were like, oh my God. That's cute. That's cute. Let me try on yours. Let's mix that one up. I'm like, oh, yeah, I love that. Okay. Here's something that you've brought up or I guess talked about publicly, but I need to address this is the makeup while sleeping situation. <laughs> oh God. I keep getting this one. <laughs> okay. So if, if you and, and sometimes even Chloe, it seemed like you were going to bed with a full face of makeup on. True we or were false? not. <laughs> now don't get me wrong there's sometimes where i'm too tired and i'm like screw this go to bed. <laughs> i'll wipe my face and i'll leave my lashes on and oh, the reason for that okay. is because sometimes i use like a very strong glue for my lashes so they can last longer and withstand the heat the sun the sweat and all the activities we were doing water being the pool all that so i didn't want to keep ripping them off every day be- if i didn't need to so, yeah, I may wake up with eyelashes on sometimes, but my skin's not that bad. So I would just, like, wipe off the foundation and leave my lashes on. I see. Some of the girls, like, had microblading done to their eyebrows. So, like, if our eyebrows woke up fleaky, that's because we had them done. They so were it's always like, we like were that. Just, <laughs> right. So, like, right now, I barely do anything to my eyebrows every morning, but it would look like I'm, like, half done, as if I'm already half getting ready. So it's like, no, I'm not afraid to show my true colors or my true face. Everybody on the show know what I look like. Bare face, makeup, thrown in the water, like hair a mess. So it's like, no, we're not sleeping in makeup every day. How hot was it? Because I feel like the only person who ever really showed their sweat was Harry. (laughs) It was hot and it's all outdoors. Sometimes it was a little okay, but. Harry sometimes had had that little lip sweat thing going on. But no one else did. Really? I do it too. But I guess after a while it wasn't because I would like stay in the shade. You know, I'm already chocolatey, so I don't need to burn no more. But I don't know. It was pretty hot. It was nice weather, though, but we had the pool. So literally we lived in the pools. I guess I should acknowledge also 
if you haven't seen this show, people, here's the concept. So it's like a bunch of super hot people and they're developing what you would hope would be connections, but also uh, they're developing personally. But the the kick is that that you can't, uh, there's no physical contact. So you can't, if you like, so with Rhonda, you know, she likes Sharon, but if you kiss or you, I mean, I, I think the rules were kind of a little bit vague as far as like how much a kiss would cost or how much, oh, yeah. you know, something would cost. But basically anytime you make physical contact with someone, you, you lose money out of the pot and that's everybody's money. So um, that's the concept. But I mean, yeah, who knew how much a kiss cost? And then it was a deeper kiss more expensive than a peck. Like, who knows? We were trying to figure that out. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> as it happened, we were just waiting for Lana to tell us and we were trying to put it together. So every we were trying to base it off of Harry and Francesca. Every time they messed up, we were trying to calculate what it was that they did and how much it cost. So when she went on to the covers, we were like, oh, so that's how much that cost. Thanks. Okay. Speaking, speaking of that. uh, Gina, Jenna Davis, I don't know, said, was there more tension than what was shown on screen when people would take money from the collective pot? It seems like people got pretty annoyed with Harry and Francesca toward the end. Yeah, I mean, what you saw was definitely true. We were getting frustrated with them, but it was only because we felt like they weren't trying to really grow. Yeah. Well, not Harry, but more of Francesca. Mm -hmm. And so we were just like, bro, like you're letting this girl make you lose all this money or you're risking this money for this girl who's probably not genuine in the end. So that's why everybody was like frustrated. I see. Kels, he's the accountant. So he was definitely frustrated. (laughs) Me, in the beginning, I was frustrated before me and Sharon got serious. And then once me and Sharon got serious, I was like, I get what you guys, I get the the hardness of it. But it's like, it's like, if y'all really care about each other, y'all would do harder to do it right or take what Lon is giving us and learn from it. So it's like when me and Sharon lost money, it was because of the unknown. When we went into our private room, we did not know whether that was like a free night because Uh, it's like, Hey, you get a private room. We didn't know if it was like, okay, rules do not apply in here. So you didn't know when you went into the private room that that you could be deducted money. You just thought we're getting a little gift for being, you know, right. Because every other date we went on, we got the green light. So once we went in the room and lost all this money and Harry and Francesca realized that it wasn't a free for all room for them to go in that same room and lose money. It was like, you (laughs) knew it wasn't free for all, you know, like we didn't even me and Sharon didn't even go all the way. So it's not like we went in there and just balled out. So it was like, bro, why would you go in there? And he's like, well, because I love him and I wanted to do what I want to do. I was like, well, if you love someone and you feel like sex is the only way to show them that, then that's the problem and the yeah. reason why you need to listen to Lana. Exactly why. Well, I think the, the craziest thing is just as a viewer, you could see not even the personal growth aspect, but like the the um, maturity difference between you and Sharon as a couple and Harry and Francesca. Like it was just completely different yeah. in my eyes. And so them like blowing money kind of just you're like, oh, yeah, that that happens with them. <laughs> yeah, that's why no one was upset when me and Sharon lost money because they really felt and they knew that our connection was genuine and that we were doing the most to get the most out of it because Sharon was so closed off in the beginning. I mean, he was saying he wasn't, he was trying to just go in and have free for all with everybody. Yeah. He wasn't trying to settle down, never do another relationship. And his whole demeanor and mindset changed. So they were more accepting to, 
us losing money, even though we weren't doing it on purpose. All of ours was kind of like that one time, which was the unknown. Every other time we got the green light. Well, so for people who say that, as you say, Sharon was closed off at the beginning, he at one point was like, you know, I can't do this or whatever. Uh, then David showed interest and then Sharon woke up and was like, wait, I want to be with mm-hmm. Rhonda. Was that how it happened or did he just need a minute to develop? Well, it happened that way, kind of. Okay. Like, it's hard to explain. So I basically knew that that conversation happened, but I didn't know how the conversation went. Ah. So when I saw the show, I promise you, I literally, it. I like cried. Oh. Seeing that part, it was hard for me to see because watching the whole show, I was like, man, Sharon really was just like, I don't want this, I don't want this. And then David was like, well, I do. I do. And then for David to back down, I felt like that was very big of David. But at the same time, it just it was just hard to watch because I feel bad. Like David is a great guy and I feel bad. And, you know, Sharon did grow. Now, I don't want to say right then and there, Sharon wasn't making small baby steps. Mm -hmm. You guys just probably it just wasn't really shown. But at the end of the day, I think the fact that David showing interest in crying on that workshop really woke Sharon up like, okay, I can't tiptoe anymore around her. I need to go full throttle because I'm not the only one that sees greatness in her. So I think it just kind of put a little light under his butt, not necessarily made him change his mind to, oh, I'm just trying to fuck off with Rhonda, but it was more like she's she I want to date her. I want to really try with this. Mm-hmm. But it took a while for us to even make that. Hey, let's be together. You know, like, yeah, that happened the end okay couple random questions just about the arrangements you all shared a room together it's what it looked like who was the hardest to have as a roommate <laughs> oh my gosh hold on hold on let me think all everybody had their moments okay <laughs> so Kels would not share a bed with anybody okay here first of all it looked like Bryce was sleeping on the floor he was <laughs> Okay, I just want no to make sure I didn't get that. No one could sleep in the bed with cows. No one could sleep in the bed with cows. That's I shared I mean. bed with Matthew, and he slept like Jesus didn't move. Yeah. Then you had David, who randomly talked in his sleep, but he's a light sleeper. So if anybody moves, he would wake up, and we'd all feel bad. So we didn't really want to share beds with him too much. <laughs> and then at the end of the night, you got Harry. He used to always be like giggly and goofy and wouldn't shut up at night. We're like, bro, go to sleep, <laughs> goofing off. So it's like we all had our moments, oh. all had our moments. It was hilarious. There were so many clips where I'm like, what, what is Bryce doing on the ground? <laughs> Why is he there? <laughs> oh, Bryce. Oh, I felt so bad, man. But they, we let him get on the bed. <laughs> But we didn't know how anything worked. So we were like, bro, there's too many people, not enough beds. There's more people coming. Someone just left. We didn't know anything. So we were just kind of doing what we could, but no one could share beds with Kelsey. So he just said, no, you, I'm not sleeping with anybody. I don't care well, if you one sleep Kelsey's on the floor. Well, one gigantuous. Oh, he is. So okay. he took up most of the bed. So unless he was sleeping with a female, that wasn't happening. <laughs> wasn't happening. <laughs> uh, was there anyone who snored? Sharon. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Totally forgot. So they used to get on me to get on him because he would snore. And I was like, I slept through it. I ain't even hear him. Oh, I would. I, I'd be like, this has to stop. I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, he's something else. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh-uh. 
I just, yeah. I mean, it's so funny because you have that beautiful retreat and then you're all sleeping in like yeah. one giant room. I'm like, that just doesn't seem attractive whatsoever. But I guess people aren't waking you up at night while they're fornicating because then they're spending money. So that's kind of a good guarantee. I mean, <laughs> we were tired anyway. So half the time when we were sleeping, sleep. I mean, I don't know. They were still doing stuff. Like we wake up at night and you could see people looking around to see if anybody's doing anything. And I thought that was so freaking hilarious. Like we're like scoping out, is anybody moving? And like, I remember one night I was watching the bed below me and I was like, they're doing something. I know it. <laughs> But Lana never said anything. So I was like, okay, maybe not. I mean, I feel like Lana missed things for sure. And also, I don't believe. So at the end of the whole experiment deal, um, Harry and Francesca, I think you're down to what? Like $43,000. Harry and Francesca have one night in the um, private room thing. And Lana comes and says, okay, well, if Harry and Francesca didn't touch or whatever, then you guys get the money back that they took from the pot. And then Mm -hmm. Lana says they didn't touch. I don't believe that for 22 seconds. I'm sorry. I think, I really think they did it because there was so much pressure that if they did it, I felt like they thought their lives were right. Because people were going to kill them. <laughs> we literally gave them the evil eye like, if you touch, if I y'all will. go in there. And so, you know, it was, it was very tight. Like, that's why I was in there. Like, you know what? One needs to sleep in the damn tub. Like I was trying to stay calm because I was like, you know, I'm trying to be positive, mm-hmm. but it's it's it was Francesca we were worried about, not necessarily Harry. Well, it's like I mean Harry. I just feel like Francesca is just such a beacon of sexiness for him that like how could he keep his hands off? But look, if you believe it, then that's okay. I'll take it. I just was kind of <laughs> I was kind of doubting it. I was like I don't know. I think it was too much pressure for them not to go in there and pass that test. True. Who did you get closest to in the house besides Sharon, of course? David, me and David actually still talk from time to time and check on each other. Me and Nicole, Chloe, um, Lydia, we all still talk. Bryce, Matt, basically everybody except for uh, Haley and Francesca. I still talk to. So what's the deal with Francesca? Like, what, what, what's up? She's just sneaky and manipulative and she just, I don't know. Like, she has her good moments, but I don't know. She, I don't know. She plays a victim role. So I don't, I don't really know with her. Okay. I just thought if someone can't be a consistent person, then I just, I just stay away. Don't have any hard feelings, but at the end of the day, I just don't want to surround myself with someone I don't feel is a trusting person. Maybe I completely get that. Yeah. Okay. We have a couple questions about Lana. Okay. So did she just randomly like turn on sometimes and, and that noise that she made, like, did that start to give you anxiety? Yeah, because when we sleep and we be like, good morning, everybody. We're like, oh my God. Some people are like, Lana, shut up. <laughs> and she's like, well, that was not nice. Like, but we knew, never, 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 ever knew when she would come on. But she would be, you know, just pop on and just tell us something that we needed to do. So it's like, is it like an Alexa where if you wanted to just chat it up with Lana, you could be like, Lana, hey, and she'd turn on? No. Oh. <laughs> she talked when she wanted to so when we asked her at first she wouldn't say anything back and then she finally started speaking I'd, I'd be like <laughs> Lana I need advice no response okay, <laughs> bye. Right. okay here's the other questions one is about your yoni 
Do you still love and respect your yoni the way that it should be loved and respected? <laughs> Absolutely. Woo! I love my yoni, respect my yoni, everything about my yoni. So I just, you know, like I said, I gave birth out of that thing. So so that's maybe we should all just pull out a mirror and do a yoni test just for empowerment. Like no one ever does it. So it's like it's just you're looking at it and realizing it's more than just a male's sex object. Right. And that's what most people think like, oh, give it up, give it up, do this. And it's like, bro, that's not even the sole purpose. You know, like it's more than just the sexual. It's more about recreate, like reproducing, yeah, making babies. It's a strong like but men just say, oh, well, it's pleasure. Like, no, there's more. I don't know many men who respect a yoni in in the way well, it needs to be respected. Mine. Not fair. Uh, okay, well let's. So Sharon, you guys go on a boat. It looks like you're gonna get seasick. Mm-hmm. It looked horrifying, honestly. It was. It was. I was in a house for a month doing absolutely nothing, and next thing you know, boom! They put me on a boat with Titanic waves. <laughs> it was. <laughs> boat was like flying in the air coming down uh, yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah no it was horrifying it looked terrible and then sharon says do you want to be my girlfriend he <laughs> said yes i mean were you looking to like leave as a boyfriend girlfriend situation did that come as a surprise to you that he wanted to like make it official there it did come as a surprise. I didn't want him to make it like, it's not that I necessarily didn't want him to make it official. I didn't want him to feel like it was something he was being forced to do or felt like with everything going on, this was the right thing to do. I was like, no, like do it whenever you feel like, you know, it took, like I said, the entire show for him to ask me that question. And I definitely didn't expect it because I knew how far off he was as far as like mentally, as far as relationship goes, I knew how damaged he was. So I was just like, I'm not putting any pressure on a relationship. I'm just building a connection, whatever, getting to know you and whatever happens, happens. So, well then you say yes. (laughs) And then I do. (laughs) Then you get to the end. I think that was the final day or the day before that, the final day, everyone's freaking out about what's going to happen with the money. I like this question from Ellie Freistack who said, did you think it was fair to split the money up with everyone at the end, even people who weren't coupled up? So I already knew for a fact that the show was not based off of who was coupled up. So I knew that there were going to be some people at the end that were going to win money, regardless if they were in a couple. Okay. Because of the fact of the growth that they made within themselves. So like Chloe, she didn't end up in a couple. Totally. And, you know, she learned a lot of new words. It was a lot of stuff <laughs> that Chloe got going on for herself. So I definitely wouldn't have t- taken that away from her. But it's just that I feel like, yeah, a lot of people are like, it should have just been you and Sharon or, or you, Sharon and Francesca and Harry. And I'm like, it's the thing is we didn't see everyone's growth. So who am I to say they didn't deserve it? I guess the problem is just like at times I felt like I was confused whether it was about personal growth, whether it was about leaving as a couple, whether it was about, Mm -hmm. you know, this, that and the other. So when it was just all split between everyone, I was like, okay, but I think people did things differently than other people did. And right. That's a little. So, yeah, I mean, maybe if I were to like, obviously, I want this show again, but Maybe of more of a focus on like, how can you win this thing? Right. With it not being so many winners. Yeah. I would have loved to take all of it. Of course. I would have definitely knew. Because the thing is, I was like, Sharon definitely deserves this because 
of the past he went through. Right. So I was like, I definitely wouldn't have taken that from Sharon, but, and David too, like he stepped out of his comfort zone and what he did, I felt was like big of him as a man to kind of be the bigger person and go to Sharon and do what he did. So I was like, I definitely commend him to that because a lot of people can't even be that type of person. True. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's discuss the final questions are about current world, the reunion, things like that. We just saw the reunion, lots, lots going on, but (laughs) basically you and Sharon say you're not dating. So Mm -hmm. can we get any insight into kind of what happened after the show? Did you try to date? I know you don't both live in Atlanta. So what happened? It lasted all up until about like uh, July, so like three, four months or something like that. Um, But at the end of the day, he didn't see me. He didn't come see me. Mm. Been over a year. Um, You know, like I said, my schedule was hectic. But at the end of the day, I'm a mother. So there's not many times I can just up, pick up and leave. leave. Like even for the show, it was perfect timing because my son was already going to his grandmother's and then his dad's for like, two weeks at a time so he was already gonna be gone for that month so I took advantage of that but he didn't show that sucks he didn't he just never showed or he never came even though he has family he always had an like a reason he was just too busy and then I think one day he popped up in New York for like a photo shoot and I was like so you're traveling but you still haven't seen me yet so I was just like you know we can agree to disagree let's just be friends or let's just end it before we ruin our friendship and move forward yeah, that sucks. Like, at the end of the day, I added value to him because, like I said, he was closed off to dating and doing all this stuff. He added value to me as far as, like, me learning my patience and learning my worth and what I want from a man and what I don't. So, regardless of us being together, I feel like everything's happened for a reason, and that was a good result from it. What What did you get out of the experience, whether it's personal or what you want to bring into future relationships, things like that? Well, for like future relationships, I definitely try to take the patience that I had in the house. Like, I wish that was shown as well. Like the patience that I had basically being rejected in my face, like around the fire, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like, oh, I'm not. And I'm just like, what in my mind? But it's like, I try to hold my composure sometimes because it's not worth it. But I definitely take that into consideration in future relationships and try to communicate more or whatever. And if I feel like things are just to the point of no return, like sometimes I just be quiet Yeah. because at the end of the day, it's nothing is that bad to kind of like stress to the point where I feel like my mental gets affected, you know? Right. Cause if I don't have a good mental, it's very hard for me to go about my day to day and do, you know, things. And my son has, a good sense of how I feel. So he's very like, mommy, you happy? You sad? You, you know? So I like to just keep good vibes around me as much as possible. At the end of the day, I know negative stuff happens, but it's all about how you approach it and how you resolve it. Was it hard to watch y'all's relationship kind of all over again with the rest of the world? It was hard. Um, like I said, I got a little emotional watching it back. Yeah. Um, but it's just because, no one really knows the, the stuff that I really go through. You know what I mean? So yeah. everybody's just seeing this on TV and, oh, you need to be with him. You should be with him. And I'm like, if people truly care, they just want to be happy. You know, they, they wouldn't force or focus more on the relationship. They would focus on, okay, what happened? Do they have this connection? They don't now anymore, but are they still happy? 
And so it's, it was definitely hard, like I said, because there's not many times where a guy looks at you and cries besides when they're about to marry you. So that right there, let me know, like with David, I was like, man, like you're really making me feel like you see good in me because I used to always think like in my past relationships, they didn't care. They deny me, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm like, if I'm not worth it to you or you don't glorify me, then you know what I mean? It's like, what was the point? So the fact that David cried, like I said, that got me emotional because I was like, wow. That got me emotional. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Cause like, I feel like in, in my relationship history and then I feel like so many women go through this where it's like we bend over backwards to try to make relationships work. And ultimately like we're never being worshiped and glorified the way that we should be exactly and it's hard and then like you watch clips like that where this guy who clearly like is having a breakthrough and you're part of the reason why it was a it was a really powerful moment for sure where I was like oh wow and it was real everybody's like you should have chose David and I'm like at the end of the day I went with my heart like I get it he opened up but not you know, that doesn't mean just because the guy showed me this side I've never seen that makes him the one, you know what I mean? I so it still agree. was going to be a process, but that definitely made me respect David more because like I said, I'm what, 28 years old and I've never had a man look at me and cry and tell me how amazing I am. You know what I mean? Never. Like that's crazy. Never. He was the first. <laughs> I think it was more, I definitely in reality TV, there's like a, I don't know what I call a shipping culture, like little things. And all of a sudden you're destined to be with this person when, you know, no, that's not how it was. But I think it was just really cool because like, you know, men feel weak when they're, they cry or they, you know, they're, they feel like they're perceived as weak. So it was just really cool to see a guy like break down because you could see that he was going through a personal growth moment. And that's what I really I didn't even think I was David's type. So it definitely threw me for a loop. And like I said, yeah. Yeah. The whole show is just, it's crazy to watch back and you know, the relationship between me and Sharon, like people make mom like little videos of us like together. (laughs) And it makes me sad because it's like, I get it. That was a beautiful blossoming relationship, but it's like, it's no more. So it's like, yeah, like any relationship you have, you take what you got from it and you move forward and hope to goodness, you don't have to deal with the same thing. Well, you answered this on the reunion, but I feel like I have to ask it myself. Um, There's no future with Sharon. You don't think? No, there's no future. with Got it. (laughs) <laughs> but you are friends. You you have a, a good relationship. Yeah, we're cordial. Um, we still haven't seen each other, but yeah. Coronavirus probably is not helping this whole long distance friendship slash relationship situation. Well, I mean, the virus, it's, it's not doing much for me only because like we were kind of already isolated before. So it's like I'm used to not having, you know, the connection or being able to see people that I really want to see. So it's not as bad. Like, you, you know, you got FaceTime, you got text, you got calls. So I'm able to manage. And there's a lot of times where sometimes I just like my break to myself in my own little isolation. So like I said, I'm enjoying this year so far. A couple more. Someone just wants to know what your dating life is like now. <laughs> my dating life now. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying, no, I have, I'm in a current relationship right now. Oh, good. Like I was telling you with the person that I was kind of before the oh, show. before the show. Okay. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just kind of working with that, taking a date of time. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. Nothing is ever perfect, but I'm hoping, you know, 
we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I don't like to talk too much into stuff too soon ahead and then I bite my own foot off. But oh gosh, yeah, that's so awkward. And hoping that I don't have to keep going through the dating process. Well, I hope that that works out for you. And that also, if it doesn't, that you figure it out quickly and can be the awesome woman that you are. Find the one. Treat it like a queen. Exactly. I mean, I feel that way. But, you know, every day you got to take your time, take it a day at a time. So it's like I feel that way and I'm hoping that this is it. But, you know. I have my fingers crossed for you. Okay, three more questions. Someone from the Facebook page said, do you think, what do you think, sorry, of Harry and Francesca getting engaged on the reunion? Do you think it's going to work? I'm going to make that answer real short and sweet. No disrespect to either one of them, but I do not. I don't even care to acknowledge it that much because I don't know how honestly and true it is. Okay. So by all means, I wish them the best if it is real. Um, and that's it. I just wish them the best. Great. Okay. Candace Wyatt, can she drop her skincare routine? She was absolutely, she is absolutely stunning. Oh my gosh. That's what she said. My skincare routine is whack, but no, um, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna, I'm hopefully working on this YouTube right now where I'll be getting you know, a lot done as far as showing, you know, makeup tutorials, hair tutorials, things like that. So hopefully I can have all that up and running sooner than later so that everybody can, you know, get all of those. Because I've been getting a lot of requests about what's your, you know, your skin routine. I mean, it's just so glowy. The thing is, the key, I swear, when you are less stressed, it just depends. When I feel like I'm less stressed, I feel like I have this glow okay. and I'm happy. So maybe managing your stress is the best tip for glowy, perfect skin. Managing your stress, stay positive, stay happy. And yeah, cleansing mind, cleansing body. Cleanse the mind, cleanse the body. What the heck, speaking of body, is your exercise slash diet regimen? I, I figured you were going to say that too. Like a lot of people were asking me, I don't work out that much. Of course, of course. It's a little bit of the genetics. Ugh. It's a little bit of the genetics. On top of that, I do always constantly keep my stomach tight. Okay. Like, you know, when you're trying to tighten your stomach and someone's going to punch it, you like tighten it up. Totally. Or you're trying to flex your stomach. I constantly keep my stomach that way by just default because I used to do pageants back in the day. And so I used to always try to keep my stomach tight and after doing that for so long it just became a habit so like right now even if I'm in the car I'll just my stomach is tight when I'm walking I can talk normal my stomach's tight so it's just it's kind of like I guess I'm giving myself like a, a small workout almost every day on my stomach as far as like doing like mild punches that is great advice that I have never heard before thrilled about it <laughs> would you say you eat healthy or or is that just luck luck of the draw kind of thing luck of the draw I'm definitely <laughs> laying off meat now okay you know, because the person that I'm dating, you know, he doesn't eat meat and his skin is really good. So I was just like, hmm, maybe I should try that too. But other than that, boy, hot wings, pizza, ribs, steak, all that good stuff. <laughs> so, that's on my menu. So we're not going to mention any diet tips because that's just luck. I couldn't tell you no diet. I mean, I like fruit. What's your favorite fruit? <laughs> I like grapes. Kiwi, strawberry, watermelon, and all that. All the apples, oranges. I love all fruit. I don't like avocados. Oh, okay. All right. There you go, people. There's your hot tip for the fruit. <laughs> well, Rhonda, please um, share your social media. Any place you want people to give you a follow. Definitely. My main source right now would definitely say to find out what's going to be happening, what's going on in other 
um, avenues to follow would be my Instagram. I'm Rhonda Paul. Yep. And so hopefully you guys have a link to that and you can follow me there and I'll make sure that I'm sharing everything as far as updates on my YouTube channel, you know, my journey in my relationships, my journey in my life, <laughs> my routine, my makeup hair, all that good stuff, whether it's helpful or not, y'all want to know about it. So I'll give you the key. Well, it's so crazy. I, I've been interviewing a lot of Netflix people recently and I just always have to ask like, had you ever thought that you go on a Netflix show and you come out with like a million gajillion followers? No way. Definitely didn't see it coming. Just like any other show, I thought it was like a show. People watch it, a couple people, oh, I thought, cool, and that'd be it. But I think with the pandemic going on yeah. and the shutdown, it kind of happened at such a perfect time to force everybody to watch it. Because when we hit number one around the world, I, you know, called my dad and, you know, he was all like, oh my God, it's amazing, you know, giving me all these good vibes. And so it was crazy. But, you know, as long as you have a good support system, it's not too overwhelming. But I can definitely tell you, I did not expect it at all. Like I just hit a million followers and I didn't see that coming. Not one bit. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this is huge. <laughs> I don't even know. I like, you know, that's a lot of people. That is a whole, whole lot of people. Wow. Okay, so it's I'm Rhonda Paul, right? On Instagram. I'm Rhonda Paul. Yes, I am R-H-O-N-D-A-P-A-U-L. And give her a follow. Keep up with everything. Sharonda, no longer, but we're going <laughs> to cheer for Rhonda in her own life and relationship stuff. Thank, Thank you for talking you. to me. It was such that. a joy, and I think you're a wonderful person, and I can't wait to follow your, your life stuff. Aw, thank you. I wish you could have saw my face, but I don't know what you still got waiting on your face. So. It's okay. We just, the technology was against us, but we made it happen. And yeah, I just adore you. And, and thank you so much for, for this conversation. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the support so much. Of thank course. You. Bye, hun. Thank you. Bye. Bye.